Hello, everybody. Welcome to another midweek opportunity to study the Word of God. I am Pastor Keon Henderson, and welcome to Take Action. I am so amazed by your response to this forum. And um, as I've always told you, it is my goal through as many ways as possible to bring you the Word of God in digestible ways. You know, some people love it when you give it in the pulpit. Some people love it um, or tackle the text when we bring in all of our uh, other pastors and we speak. And then some of you all uh, have fallen in love with this form. And we'll make sure that we are giving you all of the ways um, that are, I guess, easier for you to digest the Word of God. Because to me, it doesn't matter um, how I give it. To me, what matters is how you receive it. Now, today, uh, I have a topic that I think is transformational. And I believe with all of my heart that this is a word. No matter what age, no matter what stage, no matter what state, no matter what level of Christianity, whether you're a new believer or you have been believing for 30 years, I, I don't care if you are a deacon uh, on the deacon board at the church or a lead servant at the local assembly. This word is for you, whether you're a mother, a father, a uncle, uh, a husband, a wife, a parent, a school teacher, an entrepreneur, a police officer. This word is for you. Now, I'm going through all of that to suffice to say that you need no distractions because this word is about to transform your life. Are you ready? Today, I want to talk on this subject, the power of now. The power of now. This is, I believe, one of the most detrimental um, and consequential words you will hear for the rest of this year. I've been able to interview, counsel with, have conversations with thousands of people. Um, and in the days where I did more marriage counseling than I do now, I've heard this in those conversations. She did this. He did that. They said this. They said that. And it was, it was almost like an epiphany. I came to the realization that most people suffer because they don't have the ability to live in the now. Most people are upset about something that happened nine months ago, or they have anxiety about a test that's nine months away. You see, either way, you cannot do anything about what's coming in the future because it's uncertain. You cannot do anything about the past because it's already finished. The only time that you can influence is now. Now, I want you to write this down because this lesson is going to be packed of notes, packed with notes. This isn't one that you're just going to be able to listen to and, and really get it. You're going to have to listen to this one at least five times to get it. So this is your first time. But I want you to put in your regimen that for the rest of this week, I want you to listen to this particular word every single day. Don't listen to anything else. Don't be influenced by anything else. Next week will be another word. But from the day you listen to this until the next time you digest a word, I want you to hear this one in your spare time. 
Write this down. There are two feelings that trapped a majority of people. There are two feelings that trap a majority of people. Regret and anxiety. Those are the two things that I believe that trap most people. Regret and anxiety. And listen to this. We are either full of regret for the things that we did or failed to do in the past. Or we are full of anxiety over future events we cannot control. Now, if that, if that fits where you are right now, and I'm not all the way off base, if I'm on your porch or your doorbell, if I'm honking the horn at your house, I just want you to type in the comments section right now, you talking to me. That's all I want to hear from you right now as we share in our time today. You're talking to me. That most of you who are watching me today, you're either full of the anxiety uh, that comes with not being able to control the future or you are full of the pain that past regrets and failures bring. Now listen to this. Here's the other caveat. Not being able to stop thinking is more dangerous than not thinking at all. You see, some people try uh, to shut their mind off, but they're afraid to. But let me tell you something. Overthinking is more detrimental to your destiny than not thinking at all. Because not thinking at all, at least you're not digging a hole that you're going to have to find a way out of. But when you overthink, you build an inexhaustible hole to the center of the situation. And the problem with digging to the center of the situation is you didn't know you were digging, so you didn't bring a lift, you didn't bring a ladder, you didn't ask for assistance, which is somebody else's opinion about what you thought, and now you're like Joseph in a pit that you have to stay in until something or someone pulls you out. And so I want to I wanna come up against overthinking because it is putting you in an unrecoverable situation that is affecting your emotions. Now, here's what I know about emotions. Emotions are felt in a way that is not physical, but they are manifested in a physical way. So when you are overthinking, it will cause you headaches and migraines and back spasms and and, and loss of appetite, and, and your breathing begins to speed up. Have you ever known or noticed that when you have anxiety, your breaths are shorter and, 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 and you can't get your words out and, and, and your, your temperature rises? Why? Because anxiety, although it is an abstract feeling, actually manifests itself in a physical way. Now, I want to I talk about this idea because to me, Overthinking is actually a disease. Now, we got all these diseases. We got obesity and we have um, anorexia and, and, and we've got uh, all of these, these diseases that manifest in our body. Uh, you got hypertension. You've got diabetes. Th- those are diseases. And, and my old pastor used to say a dis-ease is really a dis-ease, Right. When you have a disease, it's something in your body that is at dis-ease and overthinking is actually a disease. They cannot 
find it on a CAT scan. There is no way to find overthinking on the x-ray. But overthinking manifests itself in the fact that you feel anxiety a majority of the moments that you're functioning. Now, what is a disease? A disease happens when things in our body get out of balance. You know, it is a common thing. It's a known thing that cancer cannot live in a body that's balanced. Whenever you find cancer in the body, it is because the body is in what is called an acidic state. It's off balance. So if you notice now, one of the things that most water companies are trying to propagate and push, what is it? That their water is pH balance. Why? Because science has found out that if the body is balanced, then you have a less likelihood that a disease can live in the body. So the way you know your body is off balance is because anxiety can live in it. The way you know that your perception is off balance is because fear and grudges and hatred can stay in it. When you are balanced, you can't hate anybody. When you are balanced, you can't hold grudges. When you're balanced, you don't feel rejected every moment of the day. You may be rejected, but there is a difference between being rejected and feeling rejected a majority of the time. It is a disease to overthink, and it is causing us, our dreams, our bodies, our mentalities, to be off balance. So then the mind is like the immune system. Are you tracking with me? The mind is actually um, the body's immune system that lets you know mm, that conversation was off balance. That situation was off balance. The mind will tell you, but if you're not able to balance the mind, the disease will propagate. And as a result of that, you will actually be victim to one of the most deadliest disease humankind knows, and it is the disease of overthinking. Are you with me so far? Just put in the chat, Rev, I'm with you. I, I want to really, I want to know. I want to know because this is real, real important. Now listen to this. The only problem you have enough power to solve is the one you're dealing with now. Let me write that down for myself because I love it. You, you can't do anything about what year you were born. You can't do anything about what year you will die. But you can control how, how, how healthy you eat today. You can't control yesterday. You can't control tomorrow. But you can decide to drive safe, thereby reducing the probability, not eliminating, but reducing the probability that you will have a fatal car wreck. You see, you can make decisions now, and the only time you can deal with is now. Yesterday is his, it's, it's a mystery. Tomorrow is a mystery. Yesterday is history. You, you can't do anything about what's behind you or what's in front of you. All, only thing you can manage is now. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews 1, uh, 11 and 1, now faith is the substance of thing. The only faith that God responds to is a now faith. I want you to read another scripture. 
2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 2. Here's what the Bible says. And I, I want you to get this word. At the acceptable time, I listened to you. And on the day of salvation, I helped you. Behold, listen, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the acceptable time of the Lord. The only acceptable time to God is now. Man, I, I don't know if you're getting that. I, I'm, I'm not sure because I'm not in the room with you, but I can feel virtue leaving out of me. That the only acceptable time to God, look at your watch, is now. Not your history, not your destiny, not yesterday, not tomorrow, now. And if you live every moment now, you will save yourself days, weeks, months, and yet even years cumulatively of how much stress you will endure if you just live each moment by moment. Now, I'm not saying don't have a plan because I've got a year plan, a three-year plan, a five-year plan. But I am not working in my plan in year five. I'm working my five-year plan today. I'm talking to you now. This is a part of my plan. I am not having a message with you today about November of 2025. I'm talking to you today. And I'm not talking to you about the future. I am talking to you right now. And guess what? When you watch this, it may be three days after I recorded it, but you will still be watching it now. You may not get to this message until next month, but when you watch it, it will still be now. And it doesn't matter when I did it, when you encounter it, it will be now in your life. And that is how you have to live every moment because both the past and the future are beyond your capacity to control. Any control freaks watching me today? Anybody not comfortable unless you're in control? Anybody feel anxiety when things are outside of the purview of what you are able to control? And let me ask you another question. How has all of the other events in your life gone that you were in control of? I bet you that there were some things that you did control that you would change. So this is not about control. This is about living in the now. Listen to this. Most of the pain you experience comes from within and not from external experiences. I would be willing to bet the farm that you've caused yourself more anxiety than you really had to endure. I would be willing to bet the house that you have done more detriment to your day by worrying about how it would develop than if you would have just allowed the day to be the one that the Lord had made and then rejoice and being glad in it, no matter what state, as Paul says, that you were in. Every time, and I mean every time, and this is something that uh, if you're looking for uh, some, some backup on what I'm teaching you today, there is a book called The Power of Now uh, that is authored by a man named Eckhart Tolle. 
one of the greatest books I've ever read in my life. It's one of the greatest book. It is, it is the reason I am able to operate in a now mindset. I don't get it right all the time. I don't get it right all the time. I have hiccups like you. This message is not a message of judgment. I'm not passing judgment on you. And I am not sitting here as an authority to say every time I wake up in the morning, I'm in the now, but the majority of my moments I spend in the present. And this book actually changed my life. Listen to what he says. He says, pain is the internal resistance to inflexibility. Then watch what he says. He says, every person, that means you and me, every person, each individual has what is called a pain body. He says, every one of us has what's called a pain body. And the pain body grows as a result of negativity. He says, when this happens, we struggle to let go of pain because it becomes a part of our life. Now the pain has become your identity. So in order to lose the pain, you have to lose your identity, which is why most people never lose the pain because now they identify with it. I'm going to give you an example. When somebody says to you, that's just the way I am, they're identifying with their pain body. Now, if we were in a pulpit right now, the Hammond B3 would be going off, the crowd would be shouting, and you would be looking me in the face right now, we'd be talking, because as your spiritual leader and as your spiritual doctor right now, I've come to diagnose you with the facts. And the truth is, it's most of us. We so identify with our pain. It becomes our identity. And the reason why we don't lose our pain is because we identify with it. And so to lose our pain is to lose our self. Good God, that's so good. And you ought to be convicted. I was convicted when I read it. It ought to hit you like a ton of bricks. You hold on to what you were taught at the detriment of what you can learn. That's quotable. I should make a T-shirt on that. I think I'm going to have... I'm going to have Kesh make a T-shirt on that because I, I, I really believe, I believe in my whole heart that you could actually get this if you were in the now. Some of y'all are missing this message because what you're doing right now is even though I'm talking to you now, you're going into the past to justify what I'm saying is not really true. Or perhaps you're in the future trying to figure out a way to make sure that what I'm saying isn't 100% factual instead of being in the now. And not being influenced by anything that you were taught and listening to what you are being taught and recognize that your pain has become your identity. I'm a divorcee. I'm a single parent. I am underpaid. I am not appreciated. I am rejected. I am overlooked. They didn't treat me right. They didn't greet me properly. Look at how you take what you've experienced and attached it to your identity, which is why you feel it everywhere you go. You know what? I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to have to put this into a two-part series. I'm going to tell you right now that as much as I have left, 
I won't be able to get it to you today. I'm going to put this in a two-part series because there is no way I can shove this down your throat because this is actually the foundation of what we're going to be covering for the next several weeks. What, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you on a journey of joy I'm going to help you to empty your mind of all of the clutter that keeps you from having joy. Because listen, I've coined this phrase. When you find joy, you automatically lose pain. And I'm going to help you to redevelop and reimagine your mind so that you can have a joyful life and have life and have it more abundantly so to lose pain for some people is to lose their identity allowing the ego to control your thoughts results in more pain now i always say the ego ego is edging god out and let me tell you about an ego an ego operates in stealth mode your ego, it doesn't come with parades, whistles, trumpets, a marching band. It doesn't have um, a, a megaphone. It doesn't have a microphone. The ego operates under the radar. It is stealthy. Uh, it hides in our thoughts. It hides in our speech. It hides in our hearts. And so then when, when pain and ego meet, they tag team on anything else that's in front of it. And so now... I want you to understand that with the ego, it controls your thoughts. And as a result, it causes you more pain. And nobody, nobody, not even me, not you, nobody wants to be miserable. I mean, how many people watching me today volunteer to be miserable? Nobody wants to be miserable. Nobody wants to have anxiety. Nobody wants to be unhappy. But the ego, it operates in stealth mode. And this is why. We don't know why we feel the effects of overthinking and overreacting until we've already done it. The ego will have us overthinking and overreacting, and we won't know it until we owe someone an apology. We won't know it until we've blown up and it's too late. We won't know it until we're trying to figure out exactly what text we need to send to say, I'm sorry, or we won't know it until we know that a am sorry is necessary, but the ego won't let you say it because you're in the battle of a lifetime to get over the hump of realizing that you have not only been offended, but you have also been offensive and you spend tomorrow thinking about yesterday's conversation, never being able to heal because you're so behind yourself, you can never get into the now. This is going to be a powerful lesson. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to promise me that you're going to come back here and sit with me next week. I want you to put it in your calendar. 
This is serious. I'll move a lot faster, but I got to set this foundation. I've got topics that are going to transform your life. This next series, our Tuesday series, I'm not going to preach it on Sunday. I'm not going to preach it anywhere else. You have to come here in the middle of the week to get this kind of wisdom that we can sit down and sit at the feet of Jesus with all distractions away to make sure that we can have a life full of joy. If you're with it, I want you to type in the chat in the comment section. I'm with you. I want you to put it in there because I need to feel your energy. I, I need to know your vibe. This is for people who want to get better. Now, some of y'all want to get rich. We're going to start here. Some of y'all want a spouse. We're going to start here because nobody wants to marry you if you can't live in now. See, I'm getting ready to teach you how to get everything else you want. The money, the house, the marriage, the, the relationship, the children, the happy home. I'm going to show you how to get that. And all of that is found in the power of now. Meet me next week. Same bat place, same bat channel. But before we leave, I want you to do something else now. I want you to do it by faith. Every time we give, it's just like being in Bible study. You can't accept the word and excuse the giving. You know, I used to, as a preacher, I used to be afraid uh, to, as they used to say in those days, to raise an offering. Now I understand I don't raise offerings. I give people an opportunity to be generous. Generosity has transformed my whole life. Everything that God has given me has come as the result of me being a giver. If you want to get out of poverty, you don't save your way out of poverty. You give your way out of poverty. Pastor, I don't have a lot. God never asked for a lot. He only asked for a seed, a small portion of what he gave you. So they're getting ready to put all of the giving instructions online right now. You're going to see it come up. If you give through GiveLify, which is an app that some of our folks use, you can do that. If you use our text to give or you give online or uh, through our app, uh, TLHC, which is in the app store. However you do it, I want you to go to take action because this is what we're doing. We're not going to be inactive in any season of our life. I wanted to brand this whole moment with take action. When you give, you're taking action. When you're listening, you're taking action. We're going to take action until we can take over. Thank you for your gifts. I'll see you right here next week. God bless you.